what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. We want the church to grow. We want good Rachel church members. Read their Bible, understand the Bible. Rachel church members. That's what we want. But God's going to give us Leah's first. neighbor and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles, would you turn with me, please, to Genesis chapter 29. Genesis chapter 29. Move down, if you will, to verse 16. If you're having trouble finding Genesis, go to Revelation and take a left. Far left. (laughs) Genesis chapter 29, verse 16, and the Bible says, And Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah. The name of the younger was Rachel. Leah was tender-eyed, but Rachel was beautiful and well-favored. And Jacob loved Rachel and said, I will serve thee seven years for Rachel, thy younger daughter. And Laban said, It is better that I give her to thee than that I should give her to another man. Abide with me. And Jacob served seven years for Rachel. And they seemed unto him but a few days for the love that he had to her. Move down to verse 25, if you will. And it came to pass that in the morning, behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, What is this that thou hast done unto me? Did not I serve with thee for Rachel? Wherefore then hast thou beguiled me? And Laban said, It must not so be done in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. I just want to stop right there and use for a subject tonight. Married to Leah, but desiring Rachel. Married to Leah, but desiring Rachel. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for His help tonight. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for every person that you have brought this way, every person that's tuned in by radio, the internet, however way they're listening, getting this word. Lord, I thank you for them. And Lord, I ask tonight that as we break the bread of life, Lord, that you will anoint me to rightly divide this word of truth. Lord, help me to say that which will be edifying to the body of Christ Lord, as you anoint these people to hear and to receive of your word, I pray, O God, that needs will be met. Lord, that you will reach down into the heart of your people and meet that need tonight, whatever it may be, wherever it may be. 
And we are careful to give you praise and glory for all that you have done, for all that you're going to do in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. We're all familiar with the fall that took place in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. Immediately after the fall there in that garden, God promised a Redeemer who was to come. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15. God addressed Satan through the serpent and said, The seed of the woman shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. And that is where the birthright began. As we read in the first chapter of the book of Matthew, you will see a long list of names of people who were in the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of those had that birthright, and what exactly was the birthright? The birthright, the one who had the birthright, they were looked at as the one who would be the future priest of the family. They were looked at as the one through whom the Redeemer would one day Come And because of that, they received a double portion of the inheritance, whatever that inheritance may have been at that particular time. And as you read through that first chapter of Matthew, you see a long list of names, and those people had that birthright, which tells us that the birthright has eternal consequences to it. For their names are forever written in the Word of God. What a great honor to have had the birthright, to be a part of bringing Christ into the world. Oh, but let me tell you something tonight. Because of what Jesus Christ did at Calvary, there is a spiritual birthright that's been sent out, given to every single human being today. We can be born again of the Spirit of God. You can take that old coat off and put on a new one, become a new creation in Christ Jesus. And you can be, become a Christian and take part in bringing forth the Lord Jesus Christ to this lost and dying world. What an honor. What a privilege that we have. We all know the story of Esau and Jacob. Esau was born and right around his heel was the hand of Jacob. Jacob was born a minute too late. And a birthright too short. But Jacob desired that birthright. He wanted that birthright. And Jacob, when we read and study his life, we learn that he is a man that wanted the right thing. 
But many times he went about trying to obtain it the wrong way. Are you listening to me? And that is the case with a lot of people in this world today. They want a good thing. About everybody you talk to wants to go to heaven. But they're trying to obtain it in the wrong way. They want to join the church. They want to get baptized. They want to just do good deeds and do good works. And maybe my good deeds outweigh my bad. They want a good thing, but they're going about obtaining it the wrong way. Because, friend, there's only one way. The right way. And that's through the cross of Jesus Christ. That's it. There is no other way. And Jacob wanted that birthright. Years went by. Jacob's in his teens now. And he's in there in the kitchen and he's made a big old pot of stew. I mean, he's got the whole house smelling up, smelling good. And here comes Esau in from the field. Been hunting all day. About starved to death. He walked in the house and smelled that stew cooking. Boy, it like drove him crazy. Jacob, what in the world you got cooking over there in that pot? Boy, I got to have me some of that. And Jacob took advantage of his brother Esau. And he said, sell me this day your birthright. And I want you to listen at this. Esau said, what good, what profit will this birthright do to me? And he sold his birthright to Jacob for a bowl of stew. Now I want you to think about that. Because there have been hundreds of millions of people from that time up until now who have sold out that which is eternal for that which is temporary. The Bible says that Esau despised his birthright. A few more years would pass. Rebecca's in there in the bedroom folding clothes. She overhears Isaac in the other room. Esau! Come here, boy, I want to talk to you. And Rebecca leans up to the door. And she's listening. And Isaac says, Go into the woods and catch me some venison. Make me some savory meat like I love. And bring it to me. And I'll give you the birthright blessing. And Esau takes his quiver and his bow and he goes down into the woods. And no sooner does the dust clear and Rebekah goes and gets Jacob and concocts a scheme and says, Jacob, I want you to go out and take one of the kids of the goats, kill him, dress him, bring him to me, and I'm going to make some savory meat and you take it in there to Isaac. 
he'll give you the blessing instead. And Jacob at first didn't want to do this thing. He said, you know, if he finds out what we're doing, I'll bring a curse on me. And she said, no, if he puts a curse on you, let that curse be on me. But you do what I tell you to do. And Jacob did this thing and deceived his father Isaac. And not only did he get the birthright, but he got the birthright blessing as well. And when Esau comes in, he finds out what Jacob has done. And boy, he was angry. He was upset. And you say, well, Brother James, why was he upset? Because the Bible says that he despised his birthright. Why was he so upset? tell you why see he wanted the blessings of God but he didn't want all the other responsibilities that go along with it see there's a lot of people that want the blessings of God you see that's why this prosperity gospel goes over so good with so many Christians see it sounds good oh they want money money but you know let me tell you something there ain't nothing to this prosperity gospel stuff the only ones getting rich are the preachers that are promoting this garbage. But it sounds good. It requires nothing of you but send me a thousand dollars and God will pay off your car. God will pay off your house and whatever the case. But Esau wanted the blessing part of it. He wanted the inheritance. And he was angry. So Jacob has to leave home. And he leaves in a hurry. For the first time in his life, Jacob's alone. No family. He has no idea where he's going. He has no map. He has no GPS. He has no cell phone. And he's scared to death, peeping over his shoulder, peeping around the corner, thinking that Esau is right on his trail. The Bible says that as the sun was setting that day, he lighted upon a certain place, and he was just plain wild. He couldn't go any further. And he took the rocks of that place, and laid his head upon those rocks and used those rocks for a pillow. Let me tell you something, folks. When you make your bed hard, you have to lay in it. Believe what I'm telling you. You will reap what you sow. But let me also tell you this. As that sun went down that day, that was the first chapter of Jacob's life that was coming to an end. But there was a new day about to break. Glory to God. You see, God has to bring us to a place to where there's nothing else. He has to bring us to a place to where there's nobody else to depend on but Him. And many times we find ourselves flat of our backs. And as Jacob lay there that night flat of his back, 
and he drifted off to sleep. God dealt with him in a dream. You see, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done. God knows how to deal with you. See, some of you, it'll just take a dream. Some of you, God's going to have to really shake you up, nail your hide to the wall. But God knows how to get your attention. And God got Jacob's attention that night. And he had a dream. And he saw a ladder extending up into heaven. And he saw angels ascending and descending upon that ladder. God was showing him the right way. The only way. If you want the right thing, this is the way you get it. And Jacob didn't understand it then, but we can look back on it today and get a better understanding of it now. That ladder was a type of Christ and what he would do for us at Calvary. There's only one way to heaven, and that's through and by the cross of Christ. And those angels ascending and descending upon that ladder is God's supply. Everything that we need. He has unlimited resources. And those resources are available to us through and by the finished work of Christ. And when Jacob got up the next morning, he said, this is an awesome place. God was here and I didn't even know it. And he said, Lord, if you'll be with me in this way that I go, keep me fed and keep me safe. I'll give a tenth part unto you. Let me tell you something, buddy. When, when God gets a hold of a person's pocketbook, believe me, they got saved. Glory to God. And Jacob got saved that night. And Jacob makes his way to Haran. And he runs up with good old Uncle Laban. Laban was Rebekah's brother. And when Laban sees Jacob and talks with him for a few minutes, he said, Surely you're of my bone and of my flesh. If you were to take Jacob and Laban and put them in a bag and shake it, I don't know which one would have come out first. Them two, for the next 20 years, they were straining every nerve to try to get one over on the other. And you say, well, Brother James, why is that? I thought you said Jacob got saved. He did. But see, Jacob still had some rough edges, see. Oh, well, let me just bring it on down where it's at because y'all done got too quiet on me in here tonight. You've still got some rough edges on you. You're sitting here saved tonight, but you still got some rough edges on you. See, iron sharpeneth iron. God knows who to put in your path to file you on down because you ain't as sharp as what you think you are. Hello? You ain't as sharp as what you think you are. And God knows how to bring somebody into your path that'll file on down. You say, well, Brother James, I don't know why I have to work with that person on the job because they just get on my nerves. 
No, they're just filing you on down, and they're just putting a sharp edge on you. And you go before the Lord, and you say, Lord, you just got to deliver me from this thing. He said, no, you just got to deal with it. I know, I've been there. I've worked on jobs, and God put rascals in my path. Mm. And we go before the Lord, they got to dip, 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 dip. And the whole time, the Lord's holding a mirror right up in front of you. Because really, when you get right down to it, you don't want to admit it, you don't want to see it, but you're just like them. All right. But here's the thing now. Uncle Laban had two daughters. One was Rachel. And one was Leah. Now Rachel, could grace and mercy, she was a knockout. Boy, she was a baby doll. She had it going on. She was fine looking. And when Jacob saw her, boy, his chest was about to rupture. His heart was about to come out of his chest boy when he saw her. And Laban, noticing these things as a father would, said, tell me something, Jacob. I see you casting your eyes on my daughter there. What do you think about working for me? And boy, Jacob jumped all over that. He said, I'll work for you seven years for Rachel. And Laban said, all right. The wedding bells are ringing. The day has come. And Jacob goes in before Laban and said, the day's the day. And Laban invites everybody in the city. To the house. And he puts on this big party. Everybody in the city's there. Partying. Now the Bible don't say, but I'm pretty sure there was some drinking going on. Because you know what happens a little bit later on. How in the round world can you get married to the wrong person? I, I don't mean it be ugly, but somebody's tore up mighty bad. Well, Brother James, I thought you said that Jacob was saved. Yeah, he was, but maybe he had a little problem. Now, the Bible didn't say that. But, mister, you got to be messed up pretty bad to get married to the wrong one and not know about it till it's too late. Well, while all this is going on, Jacob goes in his tent. And Laban plays the old switcheroo on Jacob. He gets Leah. Maybe he puts a veil over her face. Takes her to the tent there at night when it's dark. And Jacob just automatically thinks it's Rachel. That, I mean, that was the deal, right? But boy, was he in for a rude awakening. He woke up the next morning, and behold, it was Leah. 
Now, I want everybody in here that's married right now, I want you to look right straight at me right now. Don't look to your spouse. Don't look to the right hand or to the left. Look right straight at me right now because I don't mean this toward nobody and I don't mean this toward nobody listening by radio tonight. But let me tell you, there's been a many a one from then until now that found out after they were married that it won't who they thought it was. Mm. You better slow it down, boy. You better ask some questions before you say I do. Because after it's said and done, you're going to wish you had. And vice versa. And Jacob wakes up the next morning and lo, it was Leah. And he leaves Leah. He's upset. He's angry. Before I go any further with that, let me just say this. I feel sorry for Leah. I really do. Poor girl. When she was little, she climbed up in the ugly tree, lost her footing, and hit every branch on the way down. She was homely. The Bible says she was tender-eyed, and Rachel was beautiful. But she had no control over the way she looked. She had no control over what her father had done. All she knew was she was going to get married to Jacob and live happily ever after. And now her husband has run out on her. And she has no control over that situation she's all alone nobody wants her nobody loves her her own daddy didn't even want her and now her husband don't even want her oh but let me tell you God said, I want you. God said, I want you. God said, I'll use you. God said, I'm going to use you despite the situation that you find yourself in. I will use you to bring forth the mightiest nation on the face of the earth. And he did. And Jacob goes before Laban. And he says, what have you done unto me? Why have you beguiled me? And Laban says, It's not so to be done in our country. 
to give the younger before the firstborn. A liar. They won't know such custom. He just pawned Leah off on Jacob because he didn't want to deal with her no more. Didn't want her stuck up in the house with him no more. Sorry thing. Laban says, you work with me seven more years. And I'll give you Rachel. And Jacob says, all right now. You ain't got another daughter or another little custom of law maybe I should know about, have you? <laughs> so again, the agreement was made. And the time come. And Jacob married Rachel. And I want you to see this tonight. Genesis chapter 29 verse 30. And Jacob loved Rachel more than Leah and served with him yet seven other years. And when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. I want you to look at that. And you say, well, Brother James, what has that got to do with us tonight? Friend, it's got everything to do with us. Because at this point in time, God was fixing to bring forth a nation, a mighty nation, who would give to the world the Word of God, and a people who would ultimately bring forth the Lord Jesus Christ. And let me tell you, we're living in the last days, and God is about to move. And bring forth a mighty church full of the Holy Ghost. Are you hearing me? That's going to bring forth the Word of God and the Lord Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. But let me tell you, we've got the same problem that Jacob had. And what was that? was married to Leah but was desiring Rachel what do you mean I mean this we want the church to grow we want good Rachel church members I'm talking about good sin hating tithe paying prayer warrior, jump in there and get it done, volunteer for everything, sing in the choir, read their Bible, understand the Bible, Rachel, church members. That's what we want. But God's going to give us Leah's first. You see, every single one of us sitting in this room tonight 
every single one of you listening by radio and the internet. You were a Leah. You see, Leah's don't look too good. Leah's have got a lot of problems. Serious problems. Problems that, brother, as a pastor, you ain't going to want to deal with it. There's going to be some people who come in that door with their jeans all down around their knees, funny hairdos all different colors, tattoos and earrings where they ain't supposed to be. Hello? You follow me? They don't look the best in the world, and we don't want such as that in our church. But brother, let me tell you, if you ain't faithful with Leah, you're not going to be fruitful with Rachel. You understand what I'm telling you? Church, do you understand what I'm telling you tonight? We've got to come to the place that we love the Leahs. And when God brings them into this church, love them. Love them. They don't look like much. They're going to come in here and they're going to have drug problems. They're going to have alcohol problems. There may even be some homosexuals that come in here, but love them. There may be transgender. They don't know what they are. Love them anyway. Love them. And church, like I said, till we get to the place that we love Leah and we're faithful and fruitful with Leah, we will not be fruitful with Rachel. Married to Leah, but desiring Rachel. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- 299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com, click on the donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601. Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you.
I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.